millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be construed as medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Friday Night Livestream. We are live tonight for the very first time with the infamous Truth Cat from Truth Factory. You might remember Truth Factory and Truth Cat from YouTube, but very recently she was dismantled and deplatformed, and we're going to be talking about her experience tonight, and I've got a whole bunch of topics that I want to discuss as well. Do me a favor, if you wouldn't mind, please consider liking and sharing the broadcast. If you're on Rumble, hit the thumbs up. If you're on Odyssey, hit the flame. If you're on the Foxhole, hit that red pill. Pretty big report came out today about Nancy Pelosi's daughter basically admitting that the entirety of the January 6th narrative is just total BS. Definitely going to be talking about that. It's not cat turd. (laughs) It's truth cat. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay. Do me a favor. Sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and I'll be right back after this very special message from our sponsor. All right, good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the program, and please join me in welcoming our guest for this evening, the Truth Cat. Truth Cat, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on your show. Uh, It's my pleasure to be able to host you. Uh, We became acquainted because a good mutual friend of ours, Frank from the NPC Show, uh, put us in touch a couple of weeks ago because, unfortunately, you got deplatformed from YouTube, and... uh, as a, a a fellow deplatformed content creator myself, uh, obviously my heart goes out to you. I know it's a rough thing to go through, but like we were saying before the show, it's kind of like a badge of honor, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, so many other great people have been to platform before me. And I knew it was only a matter of time. I had been speaking about this for years, even after they had banned Alex Jones. I said, you know what, they're going to go after the most, uh, I guess, notorious people first, people that others aren't going to stand up for, but it's a slippery slope, right? Yeah. It's not going to end there. And of course, I'm like, I know that eventually this is going to lead to my demise as well. They're going to go after the big guns. And then over time, it's like boiling the frog alive, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I, I used to subscribe to you when I was on YouTube. Since I got deleted, uh, I've never gone back through and, and kind of rebuilt my catalog of people that I used to watch. So I lost track of a lot of people, and you're one of those people. But, you know, I, I was also really surprised that you didn't get deleted sooner because I can remember you doing stuff on Pizzagate way back when. And uh, and I think it was not long before I got deleted that you had mentioned that you were going to start doing this full time, that you were going to be leaving your your regular career. And I don't know if you ever followed through with that or if this remains something that you kind of did on the side. But was this your main gig, basically? Well, it was. And then, you know, I decided I was going to get married and have a family and I'm not married now. (laughs) Now, But I have a child and um, that that became kind of my main thing. And I mean, I, you know, I'm a single mom from Canada. Like I I don't have a background in journalism. My background was in medicine. So Mm -hmm. it's just strange that I had, I felt like I had to be the one to do this because I just felt like there, you know, the mainstream media just wasn't doing its job. Nothing was being investigated thoroughly or properly. And, uh, I felt that there there was a hole there. I'm like, I guess I'll have to fill this. I mean, if somebody else was, I mean, there are lots of great uh, independent journalists out there, but I, I felt like I could do it, and I had had to, had to. Well, you do an excellent job, and that's one of the reasons I had you come on the show tonight. But I've always been fascinated by the by the aspect of your story that that you're a Canadian because uh you know what you're saying obviously it's very true in a good portion of the western world it's the exact same reason that I decided to do this myself I'm down here in Florida I was in Michigan so I've moved to a slightly uh I guess friendlier area for the type of work that we do but do you think that there is any aspect of uh your censorship that was dependent upon your Canadian citizenship? I mean, is the government coming down on creators like you and others in the same way that we've seen the United States government coming down on us? I don't know yet. I, I know with with the trucker convoy last year, you saw heightened censorship of certain um, political figures in Canada. Mm-hmm. But a lot of my videos and content that I was making was American focused still. Mm-hmm. So I, I honestly think that I got deleted because of my January 6th video. That was my last video I had made. And my channel was deleted at 1230 a.m. on January 5th. The, the day before. through in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. And so that made me wonder what was going on. And I had no previous strikes on my channel when I was deleted. I didn't give up. I was very persistent about asking for reasoning from YouTube. Because when I went to appeal it, I was immediately denied. As if no one... So I assume that just like how Twitter was being controlled by the FBI, as we found Mm -hmm. out through the Twitter files, YouTube is as well. And I'm sure that they just said shut down anyone talking about January 6th or naming federal agents like Ray Epps. 
And I assume that's why my channel was deleted. I eventually did uh, get a full review, allegedly, of my channel. And all the videos that they decided made my channel inappropriate were about child trafficking and Mm -hmm. the FBI. So, like, Epstein connections they didn't want me to talk about finders cult the nexium cult anything with high reaching government officials in it that also were probably pedophiles and they said yeah they took down my channel for bullying and harassment you, i guess you, were you bullying bully. the corpse of jeffrey epstein <laughs> yeah i was bullying elite pedo so i just <clears throat> like to apologize to the elite pedophiles for telling everyone that you have sex with children and drink blood i'm so sorry <laughs> so sorry Oh, that's just a bridge too far. You can't talk about those things. Well, when you were speaking about these things on YouTube, had you adjusted your language? Had you adjusted your delivery on any of these things? Because as I said, I was surprised that you were still able to be on that platform talking about this. So I guess I'm wondering, were you covert in any other way besides your uh, your, your physical guise? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I went through every single policy with a fine tooth comb with YouTube. So I didn't get deleted. And I, I tried to do something for a while and it kind of worked because uh, I figured that it was just like an algorithm, like a, mm-hmm. some, some kind of AI reading through sure. this. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just be so sarcastic because I bet AI can't pick up on tone yet. They can't pick up on the sarcasm. So I just said everything that the elites wanted me to say in the most sarcastic way possible. And it was funny and it worked for a little bit, especially with the COVID type of thing. Um, but not not with the January 6th, <laughs> I guess. No, no. Um, are, you, are all of your videos lost to the ages, or were you able to archive them so that you can put them on your new platforms? I would say I probably have like 80% of my videos on BitChute and probably, you know, 50% on uh, Rumble now. So, but you know, a lot of, when I first started, I was making a video almost every day and it wasn't right. good back then. I, I didn't have the same skills yet. It took, it took a while to cultivate those. And a lot of those were, you know, just daily uh, uploads about relevant topics for that day that maybe no one would have an interest in watching again. But as I got going, I started making more like mini documentary type videos that I would put a hundred plus hours in. And oh, wow. Those are what I'm most proud of, and that's what at least I've been able to save and bring forward to Rumble. And you have uh, your own website now as well, is that right, truthcat.com? Yeah, I just launched that, and that's just so that way, hopefully if someone is searching for me online, they'll be able to find that, and it'll have links to my BitChute, my Rumble, and merch, and everything else. You know, when I was doing research for the show today, just kind of putting everything together, I learned that there is already another truth cat that's on YouTube. Uh, it's not, it's not like your content. It's somebody totally different. And uh, I suppose that maybe they just latched onto the name because of SEO, but they were able, I don't know how long they've been online, but I just thought it was hilarious that there was already a truth cat that uh, people would see in the top of the search results if they looked for you. I'm not surprised. That's how the internet works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, absolutely. are they, are they a cat though? I, I didn't watch any of their videos. They okay. they yeah. they do commentary on uh, there's this woman named Chantal on on YouTube who's like morbidly obese 
and uh, has like zero self-awareness and probably has uh, a fair number of issues with with drugs. And um, and she just records her daily life like her like doing mukbangs and stuff. And people there's like a huge group, I guess, of people on YouTube that will pick apart these videos like Amberlynn Reed. You ever heard of Amberlynn Reed? No, <laughs> she she's like an old school, an old school YouTube woman who just her life is a mess and people watch it because it's a car wreck. I, I don't actually know much about it other than that, that fact right there. But uh, but yeah, I, I don't know if there is any cats in the video. I just know that they have a cat on their banner and it's it's truth cat. But but it's not you. Somebody had mentioned um, uh, cat turd earlier. Uh, is there any professional animosity between you and Cat Turd? Because I've heard that Cat Turd uh, doesn't like it when people step into his lane. Uh, Cat Turd follows me on Twitter. I'm actually really okay, proud of good. that. I, I've never had I've never had an interaction with him. Um, but I think I don't know. I think cats should stick together. I, I, I like didn't it. I didn't copy Cat Turd by being a cat. I think we just both like that persona. I think you were first, if I can be honest. I mean, at least I was aware of you before I was aware of Cat Turd. So, okay, well, good. Maybe Cat I like Turd that. copied me. Then I don't. I don't know. I'd have to. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> even necessarily have have to be that. You know, I mean, like there are plenty of cats in the world. I think there's a lot of room in this very specific niche. We can probably get a couple of more cats telling the truth online. So yeah, I don't own cat. Like I don't own cats. You know, anyone can be a cat if they want to. I encourage it. Um, when it um when it comes to the the COVID nineteen scamdemic, I, I I really wanted to talk to you about this as well because of your background in healthcare. Um, when that was starting to ramp up, were you still working in some position in healthcare, or had you already left? I'd already left, but I still had my background in that. So I I knew that everything that was happening was bullshit, especially with like the masks, like the PPE. I'm like, this is not how PPE protocol works at all, especially in like a viral isolation setting. Like you're supposed to put on your mask, uh, an N95 mask to be specific, that's fitted. You go into a room. As soon as you leave the room, you have to remove it after 30 minutes. It's contaminated. You can't just put it in your pocket or your purse and then put it back on your face later. Like, it's just, that's just not how anything works. And the government was telling us this is mandatory. And yeah, and even just how viruses work, how vaccines work. I'm like, I... I took that. I went to college. I learned this in college. Like, this is not how viruses work. I was telling people, I'm like, this is just going to mutate into a milder and milder strain as we go. And that's, yep. that's just how every single virus works. That's, there's still the, the pig flu right out there. Sure. That's H1N1 still exists. It's just so mild that it doesn't matter anymore. And that's what's happening with COVID. But. So uh, uh, you can't tell the truth about that. I couldn't go on YouTube and, and talk about that, even from that pers- an education perspective. What about the people in your own personal life and in your network? I mean, uh, obviously, you you must have had friends that were also part of the healthcare industry. And I'm just I've always been fascinated 
as to what those conversations might have been behind the scenes. You know, do people admit to themselves when the cameras are off and when the public isn't around that they know this is a scam and that it's not doing anything? And, you know, basically you you run the risk of getting yourself sicker if you have a, a, a mask that you keep recycling and putting in your pocket or putting in your purse. Or did people forget all of the things they learned when they were in college? And did they continue to gaslight each other when it wasn't necessary anymore? Well, I am lucky enough to live in Alberta. I live in Alberta. That's not doxing myself. Everyone knows that. Um, and that's that's a fairly right-wing province in Canada, which I'm kind of lucky for. So I think out of everywhere... In Alberta, people were a little bit more awake than the rest of Canada for that. And I did have friends who were in the medical field, nurses, who quit their job. So that way they didn't have to get mandatory vaccines. Um, that was a, a really real thing that was happening here, and it was yeah. it was pretty scary. It's still, and I mean that's still the case is that federal employees were are, are forced to be vaccinated to this day. What, and what about just the- now, I think it was. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I, I I was I was going to ask about the private sector. Is there still a mandate in place for regular people working regular jobs? Uh, I don't believe so. No, I don't believe so. And I, I did have a friend uh, working in the government sector and he was being forced to get vaccinated and I helped him out. I helped him write a, a medical exemption or sorry, it was a religious exemption appeal and mm-hmm. that pushed things far enough that by by the time that they rejected him, because they will reject everyone trying to do a religious a- appeal, but mm-hmm. it bought us some months. By then, they couldn't legally ask anymore if you had had a vaccine, I believe. Okay. It was just supposed to be assumed that you'd had it. So, I mean, I, I guess I tried to help people where I could just because I... I kind of know the Canadian legal system now just because I've been doing the truth factory for a while. I, I've, I've kind of and it's been it's been helping me and I've been able to help other people with that. And that's great. So what's the mood like in Canada right now? I mean, I've, I've got a number of people who are Canadian that watch the show and throughout the course of the the, the pandemic. People were very nervous, you know, I mean, obviously a lot of anxiety about the uh, idea of, of forced inoculations, uh, you know, freedom of movement, uh, people feeling like the government was reaching into their private lives. I mean, isn't it is it still the case that people that Canadians, if they want to travel outside the country or they even want to travel within the country, that they have to be vaccinated? I don't believe so anymore. I believe that okay. was lifted. But if I wanted to go to the United States, I'd have to be vaccinated. That's absolutely insane. As far as I under last time I checked anyway, although I, I think the mood in Canada for anyone who's been paying attention to this is a little bit low today because the emergency commission in Canada has decided that when Trudeau enacted the emergencies act a year ago during the trucker convoy, mm-hmm. that that was justified now. So it's basically wow. the government investigated the government and decided that they were not guilty. Totally legit. Isn't yeah, totally legit. Nothing <laughs> to see here. <laughs> Don't question wow. it. Everything is above board, which means that I guess as a Canadian, you really can't protest the government now. Oh, no. They can just shut you down. Like we just don't have that freedom of speech. And I we haven't for a really long time. But this just proves it just proves it. And, and that's scary if the government, you know, if the next 
pandemic or whatever else happens, climate change, lockdowns, or whatever's alien invasions, whatever's coming in the future, they can just invoke these emergency acts. Yeah, (laughs) and and you're not going to be able to protest it because they just they can do what they want and they can investigate themselves. So how about the people from the, the trucker convoy that were being charged? Are, are the, have those cases been dispensed with or are there still people kind of languishing in the same way that we have people from January 6th here in the United States? I believe some of those are still ongoing. I, I know that there's been a couple political wins, though, which is good. Um, but, yeah, the in government will never admit. I believe that there was a few people where their cases had been dismissed. Because okay. because okay. the government they were trying to say that these people are t- like terrorists. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're not. It, these were peaceful protests. Absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean we we all saw the the, the footage, and I mean it was an extremely heavy hand from Justin Trudeau. What about other members of the Canadian government? I, I mean, I feel like there were it was precious few and far between that were willing to stand up and say anything. And, you know, I I don't know when the next time Justin Trudeau is going to be able to run for prime minister or if there's term limits or anything. But is there any possible challenger to him out there? Does anybody have the bravery to do that? Or does it look like Justin is just going to continue to amble on and and strip your freedoms away? Uh, So the conservative pundits, so in Canada, you have the liberal government, which is Justin Trudeau, and then you have the conservative government. Basically, it's a two-party system. I mean, there's other, there's other parties as well, but those are the the main ones. And the conservative leader now is a man named Pierre Polyev. And I think, I believe the trucker convoy is really what pushed him into running as the leader. And he's gained a lot of support, even from people who were not normally conservative. They've joined the party. And I think that he has a really good chance of winning as long as nothing is rigged against him. And, and he has been standing up for uh, against mandatory vaccinations and everything that happened. And I, I mean, he's a career politician, but I, I, I hope that he's good on his word. So there is a movement against the mandatory vaccinations there in Canada. Uh, I mean, it seems like, you know, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but Canadians are so damn polite. I feel like that's just kind of uh, something that we've accepted. And for a lot of Canadians, um, you know, I, I feel like the... The elements that we are fighting against down here in America, you know, just we'll say the, the global deep state, uh, it seems like they have implemented many of the things that they hope to do to the rest of the world in Canada first. And I'm wondering if you think I'm wrong on that or if you would agree with me. I would absolutely agree with you, and it's because Canada, the government of Canada is basically WEF. Mm-hmm. We're basically WEF. Yeah. And I, I made a video recently called The Men Who own everything and it's largely about the world economic forum and i talk about how half of trudeau's cabinet are young global leaders of the world economic forum christia freeland that's trudeau's right hand woman so to speak uh she's on the board of directors of wef we're so it's it's canada and uh the netherlands are basically the test pilot for the new world order for the great reset. Mm-hmm. I, I saw Klaus Schwab uh, kind of bragging about that at uh, at one of the meetings. Yeah, He's he really says proud. we will penetrate the cabinets of Canada, and he absolutely has. 
So among the conservative, I guess, wing of the uh, Canadian government, uh, uh, do they have the same type of infiltration by by WEF's young global leaders? Is is it across the board in Canadian government or are they just in the liberal wing? I think that's a really good question. Because I think when you look at, you know, like the United States, you really have to question who in the, even the Republicans is like, okay, who is owned by the deep state? That's why I'm asking. You know, you just think, (laughs) because you think, oh, just because, you know, they're right wing, oh, they're on my side. No, 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 not necessarily. Probably most or over half of them are still owned Mm -hmm. by corporations and the FBI and whoever else, or they're being blackmailed. And in Canada, it's hard, it's hard to say because Canada, Canadian politics just isn't publicized the same way that American politics is. Mm -hmm. Like I can look at American politics and I know who so many of the reps are just by seeing their face in Canada. It's not the same. Like I I would be able to recognize a few um, and their names, but because I'm so into politics, but otherwise I, I don't, I, yeah, besides like the main party leaders, and a few of the rep reps, it's hard to know. I usually just look for the sticker if they have that. Uh, what's it? The UN agenda mm-hmm. 30, 30, 2030 agenda sticker on things. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, they're owned and controlled by. Wait by a West. second. You, are you, you're you're saying in Canada, like they pu- they're publicizing their affiliation with Agenda 2030. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the really? politicians will wear the pins. They'll wear that pin, you know, with the rain, the circle with the rainbow colors on it. And that's how you I, know, I'm, okay, that person. I yeah, haven't seen it. No, owned. hold on. Well, let me, let me get this pulled up here. Uh, yeah. Search, search Canadian politicians 2030 pin. Hold on. I accidentally just locked my computer. <laughs> uh, I was going to make a montage of it because I noticed it popping up so much, but. Yeah, I've never, I've never seen it. I am uh, okay. Agenda twenty thirty, Canadian politics. Let's take a look. So, I mean, I'm seeing a whole mixture of rainbows and stuff, but I'm looking for the actual pin. Let's see, Agenda twenty thirty pins, lapel pins. Okay, I. You know what I'm? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh no, I've never seen this before, but. Now that I search for it, uh, I see there's quite a few returns for it. So it's like they're kind of they're killing two birds with one stone. They they send the uh, the signal to their friends that, yes, they're all about diversity, equity and inclusion. And uh, they're on the Agenda 2030 bandwagon. That's kind of crazy. Wow. Yeah, it's a little bit of a dog whistle if you know what you're looking for. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm 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 actually shocked that. uh that they would be publicizing that stuff. Because I think that, you know, I mean, although we know that Agenda 2030 is a real thing, and, uh, you know, I mean, there there's all of the information that you can find if you want to research it. I mean, you bring something like that up to mainstream media here or even politicians, and they would immediately discount you as a conspiracy theorist. But here they're actually fully publicly on board with it. That's totally crazy to me. Yeah, Canada's a little bit different. They're just a little bit more brazen. And I think you're right. I think Canadians are a little bit more polite. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're less likely to get up in arms unless, you know, someone loses a hockey game, in which case they'll burn cars down <laughs> and riot in the streets here. Um, and that's why I think the trucker convoy really surprised the world globally is because Canadians just don't do that. We put up with so much and we have put up with so much from the current administration that, you know, that was really 
the last straw was when they said that truckers were not allowed to cross the border without being vaccinated. That well, was, the, the, you know, they were affecting the livelihood of that industry. Absolutely. And I mean, I, I personally, I thought that it was a revelation, you know, I mean, to, to watch that happen, to watch these, uh, you know, this entire segment, an entire industry galvanize around this one subject and actually come together in a pretty organized fashion. Uh, you know, I, I, I was disappointed that it was another country that did it first. You know, Canada, obviously, you guys are directly to our north. Uh, but it, it, there is such an interconnection between the United States and Canada, certainly in the trucking industry. But, you know, I, I thought it was awesome. It was really, really sweet to be able to watch. And then it was like a giant punch in the gut when Justin Trudeau sent the shock troops in there to dismantle the whole thing. Well, yeah, it was it was the most organized and peaceful protest of that size I think I've ever seen. Like, I don't even think that you could pull off a music festival that that was that safe <laughs> and yeah. that peaceful. They had bouncy castles down the street. They were sharing food with everyone. Like, it was it was just beautiful to see that community being brought together in that way and fighting for freedom and fighting for our rights against a, really a tyrannical government, if I'm going to be honest. No, you're not wrong. Uh, so since that time, since the response from the federal government, uh, has that uh, that level of enthusiasm or organization continued in any other form, or did it get forced underground as a result of what Trudeau did? Well, I think now that as things have progressed with COVID and, you know, we realize, okay, this isn't actually that deadly. And I think they also realized that the the remaining percentage of people who weren't going to get vaccinated, just like there was nothing you could throw them in jail, they weren't going to get vaccinated. They were getting mm-hmm. to the point where that coercion was becoming obviously illegal, like it was mm-hmm. violating the Nuremberg Code at that point. There was yeah. no further actions that they could take, and they just had to drop it and then act like, oh, no, we're cool. Don't worry. We're a cool government. You don't have to do that. After they had just forced everyone else to do that, um, like do this or you're fired. To me, that's coercion. To me, that's that's Certainly. illegal. No, it it is and it ought to be if it's not. Uh, any idea what percentage of the Canadian public has taken the jab or, or maybe what percentage has decided not to? I think whatever official numbers are giving us are not accurate. I, I don't know if I trust them. I think that they were hyping and overinflating the numbers a little bit to make it to give you more pressure like oh well you know 90% of Canadians are vaccinated why aren't you i think it was right. a lot lower than that otherwise why would they care about like 10% remaining you know if it works so well like why why the push and i think it's because trudeau had these vaccine contracts mm-hmm. he had spent millions and millions and millions of dollars he bought enough vaccines for every single person in canada men women and children to get up to 10 doses holy so it's like that makes that makes you think okay the official narrative is you get two you get your your two shots and you're done and when i looked at the orders and i was calling the procurement canada and i was asking hey why why has he ordered 10 vaccines for every single person in Canada and they couldn't give me an answer. And they're even like, yeah, that doesn't check out. I'm starting to question. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then, and then it makes you think, okay, are boosters coming 
And yes, boosters were coming. And you have to think, well, okay, well, what is Justin Trudeau getting out of this? What are these, are these government officials? Are there kickbacks? Mm -hmm. And you couldn't find any information about that because that was all, you know, private. And I wouldn't be surprised if one day we find out that there was some kind of financial incentive with these pharmaceutical companies. I know that people have been trying to draw conclusions and there just isn't quite enough evidence out, although I highly suspect that that is the case. No, I I think that there must be. It's the only thing that makes any logical sense. Uh, We've got to take a break for the second half of the show. But uh, when we return, I want to know if you've got a dollar amount on the uh, on the cost of all of those vaccines. We'll be right back after this. All right. Welcome back. We are on the line with Truth Cat from the Truth Factory. Truth Cat, uh, any idea on the dollar amount that the Canadian government spent on all of that worthless medication? Uh, I'm just pulling up my old research on this because I had made this video about a year ago. Uh, I don't have the dollar amount, but I do have here that he procured 400 million doses of a vaccine for a population of 38 million people. That's just and uh, it's excessive. Yeah, and that was <laughs> and that was with Pfizer, and they also had an option to procure another two hundred and sixty-one million doses up to the year twenty twenty-four for thirty-eight oh. million people. So it's like, how many doses were they going to jab us with? And was it only the Pfizer mRNA clot shot that they were importing into Canada, or did they have similar uh, deals with like Moderna and Johnson and Johnson? This this was with all of them, but I think once they realized, you know, Pfizer and Moderna were the main ones, that's where they focused yeah. their contracts going forward. And it's, uh, as of a year ago, there was 81% of Canadians were fully vaccinated at the time that I had made this, this video about it. And I had called Pfizer, by the way, as well. And I have recorded the phone call that I had with Pfizer, and it was pretty damning. <laughs> I'd and, like to hear uh, it. What, what happened in that phone call? Yeah, so... it. it The main premise was the Canadian government was telling pregnant women that there was no reason why they shouldn't be vaccinated, that they should get vaccinated. They were pushing these vaccines on pregnant women. That was not a medical uh, reason why you like if you were pregnant and you were working, you had to get vaccinated. And I called Pfizer and I said, is this safe? Let's say I'm pregnant. Can I get vaccinated? Tell me what tell me what studies you've done. Mm -hmm. And they said, we have no reason to believe that this is safe in pregnancy. We don't know. We don't know if this is going to affect breast milk. We don't know how this is going to affect infants long-term because we don't have any long-term studies. They said the only study that they had completed at that time was in rats. One study in rats. And the Canadian government was pushing this on pregnant women. And I don't know if you, if you remember... Uh, what was that drug that they had pushed on pregnant women? And I think it was in the 80s or 90s. It starts with a T. Thalidomide? And anyway, yes, and it was called, yeah. yes, yes. And it, and that's just what that reminded me of. I mean, this is going to cause so many lawsuits in the future. If you're even able to sue the government, because well, they'll probably just investigate themselves and say, oh, no, we did nothing wrong. But the, Pfizer uh, directly was telling me this wasn't safe for pregnant women. They didn't wait, know. Wait. They okay. They told you they didn't know. Yeah, it, you know, it, ignorance. They told me is they bliss. didn't know. Yeah, yeah, ignorance is bliss. Well, here's the thing, Truth Cat, is that uh, the all of the pregnant women in Canada were the research study. This is how I'm sure they were able to get any data on this stuff at all. I mean, I think that the entire rollout uh, of of these jabs across the world. I mean, it was way too fast for them to have any reasonable or reliable data 
for safety and efficacy. And we all became anybody who got jabbed, not me, but anybody who became, who got jabbed became part of that research study. I suppose I'll be in the control group. You, you're in the control group as well. But uh, I mean, that's the study right there. I mean, this is where all the data comes from. And in the United States, we don't have the right to sue these vaccine manufacturers because we have um, I don't remember the name of the act. It was like when they created the vaccine uh, injury compensation fund back in the mid 80s, when moms and dads started to recognize that. Their kids were now developing autism out of nowhere. Um, in Canada, do you guys have any such uh, protections, or are, are you, uh, are, or are the vaccine manufacturers immune from prosecution in the same way they are here? I believe here there is a fund for vaccine injured people, but I think the threshold to prove that you were injured by the vaccine is very high. I think it's very hard to do that, and also. It's like, okay, great. Now I have a hundred thousand dollars, but I, you know, I have tremors in my body for the rest of my life or mm-hmm. Gillian Barr syndrome. It's, it, you know, they ruin people's lives. They coerce yeah. people with a drug that they didn't know was safe. And as more time goes on, we find out that there's more and more complications that we didn't know about at the time. Uh, I think what they did was absolutely criminal. I think they should have, I, you know what? Great. Bring it out and let people decide if they want it or not. That that was the case with the H1N1 vaccine, which mm-hmm. in Europe we later found out caused things like narcolepsy yep. in certain strains of this vaccine. But people had the choice to get that or, or not. Yeah, but in Canada, was... it's like, if you don't do this, you're killing grandma. It's like ridiculous. It's like, yeah, if you I... believe the vaccine works, why do I have to get it, you know? And and the way that they openly and just savagely berated anybody who didn't get the vaccine. I, I mean, Justin Trudeau was there on the floor of parliament just saying the, the, the worst things uh, about the people who chose not to get vaccinated. And his characterization of the truckers essentially uh, uh, making allusions to, to racism and Nazism and stuff like that. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's defamation and uh, and certainly, as you said, coercion. What about the people who did choose to get these jabs or who felt that they didn't have any other choice. Uh, Have you had incidental cases of people coming forward and uh, suggesting that they wish they hadn't gotten it or or, or are people openly talking about the injuries they're getting? Almost every single person that I know personally who got jabbed tells me they wish they hadn't. Mm -hmm. My best friend at the start of COVID was very left-leaning we just didn't talk about politics, so it didn't really interrupt our friendship. She is now a member of the Conservative Party. She, she nice. got the the two jabs, and now she's so anti, anti-jab because of everything that's happened. My mother felt like she was pressured socially to get vaccinated, never had health problems before, now has a heart condition. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of people coming forward now and saying, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. And you know, people who had even shamed me before for being like from day one, being like, I don't trust Big Pharma and I'm going to wait. I'm going to mm-hmm. wait on this before we get to get more information or to get some sort of studies before I go forward with this, which I never did. I'm unvaccinated. Good. Uh, yeah. And now they're saying, you know what? I wish I had I wish I had listened. Well, if 80 percent of the Canadian public really did submit to the jab and we have a mass exodus of people from the Liberal Party. That might bode well for the future of Canada and uh, and for your own liberty up there. 
The, well, I have to think if, sorry, I was just no, going to no, say, go I, I have to think even if 81, let's just say that 85% of Canadians are double vax. Let's just say that that's true. How mm-hmm. many of those people did it only out of coercion from the government? Because that's sure. kind of like, you know, that's kind of like Harvey Weinstein bragging about how many women he's had sex with. Right. You know, it's just kind of gross. It's just like, that's not, those aren't, those numbers aren't something to be proud of. No, no, they're not. What about people's vaccine status? Is that being requested still if you want access to a restaurant or something like that? Or has that gone off the table as well? That has gone off the table. But yeah, there good. there was a time period, a good six to eight months where you know, if you're unvaccinated, you're a second class citizen, you can't go into restaurants, you can't go into bars, you can't do the other things that other people can do. That was a really weird thing. And you had a QR code. And that's what I thought was the most chilling thing ever. I'm like, okay, this is exactly what they want. They want us to get QR codes, they want us to be digitized, they want us to have digital IDs. This is all going to come through fruition. Everything that you know, we're told this is just a conspiracy theory. It's not And I believe that that was just kind of the first step, just like boiling the frog alive. Mm -hmm. Digital IDs are coming to Canada. They're going to be mandatory. I know that because the WEF is pushing that. And we're also going to get a digital currency. That is, it's already in the works. Any timeline on those two things? Well, I know in my last video that I made about the men who and everything I talk about Canada and how the government has already, like on their website, you can go look up the the, uh, digital currency, you can go look up the digital IDs, it's already in the process. I don't remember the exact year off the top of my head of when this is coming through, um, but I believe they do have dates in mind of, of what they're looking at. I'm just pulling it up right now. Ontario, oh wow, September of 2021, Ontario prepares to launch digital ID program. Uh, August of 2022, Canada quietly announces plans for a digital ID program. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, this is one of the, the most nefarious directions that I think a society can go in, because if the goal of the government is to be as authoritarian as possible, if they control you with some sort of digital identifier, if your money is controlled digitally, uh, then it makes it that much easier for them to shut you off from services or from access. Uh, and, you know, I mean, Canada, you have like a, a social welfare system in place, correct? I mean, isn't it reasonable to think that they could shut people out of that system, perhaps healthcare, perhaps uh, your social security when you get older? Absolutely. And I see that happening. And from what we saw during the COVID lockdowns, that's exactly where I see the government going if the liberals stay in power. Mm-hmm. I, this is the future that I see is we're all going to get digital IDs. We're going to be on a digital currency, a digital currency that expires. So that way you have to spend it. You can never save it. So they'll say that's to stimulate the economy. Wow. I think as AI progresses and, and people start to lose their jobs, we're going to have UBI in Canada. And I think that's going to be the expiring currency that you're going to have to, to be using. And I think that, yeah, if you don't comply with the government, there might be some sort of social credit score that involves vaccinations or whichever. If you don't get those, you're not going to get your UBI or your disability checks or any of that, anything that you paid into as a, as a taxpayer before then. That is the, the, the dystopian future that WEF wants. 
from all the research that I've done, I know that sounds very conspiratorial, but it's already happening. They're already talking about it. If you look, if you go to the WEF website and you look deep enough into it, they're already doing it. That's what they're pushing on Canada and the Netherlands first. We're going to be the test pilot for those systems. So CKLR, who is uh, a viewer from Canada, says indigenous Canadians are behind migrants in line for many programs, Zach. Uh, yes, uh, I, I actually would expect that to be the case. I know that in Canada, we have actually been pushing a fair amount of our migrants uh, that came over the border illegally because they don't even want to stay in New York because it's a hellhole. Um, what is the situation with uh, with with migrants and illegal migration in Canada? I mean, y- you guys basically Justin Trudeau basically just opened the door, didn't, didn't he? Well, I don't think illegal migration is really necessary because he just lets everyone in legally. OK, you know, okay. You, that's, that's how it feels anyway. It's just just importing them infinitely. I, I don't think. I, you know, and they get here and they're like, oh, it's, it sucks here. It's really cold. I think people mm-hmm. from warmer climates really do struggle in Canada because they're just not used to it. If you're born and raised like I am here, like walking out in, you know, negative 20 degrees Celsius is just normal. Like that's just an everyday thing. But yeah, I think that's the biggest struggle of why there's not more legal immigration crossing our border, I guess, is our, just our temperature. So there, you, you wouldn't say that there's any specific, like, like pinch point in terms of the immigration system. Obviously, it, I'm thinking about our southern border. You know, we've got just a lot of crime, a, a lot of uh, vagrancy that's happening down there. Um, I mean, it's a lot warmer, certainly, than than Canada. But uh, is it noticeable in large cities? Do you guys have problems with uh, with gangs or crimes? Or is there uh, a, a disproportionate number of migrants that are involved in crimes? Well, our... It's hard to say. I, I imagine, yes, it, that's probably true, just like as it is most places. Um, but they get set up on social assistance here, too, when they get here. So, I mean, what they're probably they not going to have to. I, You know what? They probably wouldn't tell me if I wanted to know. But <laughs> there is immigration services. And, and yeah, I do know that they get helped out quite a bit. And you can get, like, different sort of business loans if you're an immigrant coming here. But they just kind of... Seems like they just opened the door in Canada to our, our unofficial motto in Canada is diversity is our strength. Although Trudeau's never really quite explained what that means to me. Diversity is a weakness and unity yeah. is a strength. It doesn't matter. I don't care what country you're from, but you, you if you're coming here, you have to have the same goals and mm-hmm. and assimilate to Canadian culture. Sure. Like why? Sure. Otherwise, why are you coming here? What's the point? Like, if you're leaving a hellhole, why would you want to bring that hellhole culture to the country you're escaping to? Right. Absolutely. When when a nation imports people and makes no attempt to integrate them into the society and uh, you know teach them uh, the, the morals and the ethics and the values and and the way of life. They're essentially just importing third world problems that are going to be transplanted to that new place. You know, I mean, you think about uh, some of the hellhole stories I've heard uh, about the uh, immigration centers on the border. I mean, people coming up here who don't know how to use indoor plumbing, so they don't know how to use a toilet. They're just taking a, a crap in the corner. And, you know, I mean, that, that's the type of things that just blow my mind that they won't address. They just give people money. They send them out into the world and they say, you know, go ahead. Best of luck to you. Well, it's importing voters at the end of the day. Um, that's what I really absolutely. think. Absolutely. 
No, it truly is. It truly is. Uh, definitely, I would agree with you there. Um, over on Rumble, S. Cushion said, Addy Ads is doing live broadcasting on the ground in Palestine, Ohio. Uh, I'm not familiar with who that person is, but if you want to send me a link, I'd uh, like to actually see what it is they're, uh, they're, they're checking out there. I'm sure you've heard about this incident that happened in East Palestine. Um, that was only about 45 minutes away from where we used to live in Ohio. And, uh, I, well, I guess, you know, it, it might be possible that you, you haven't heard as much about it up in Canada. Are, are, are the mainstream media reporting on it up there? I mean, is, is this a global story now? This is a global story. Yeah, I, I know. I mean, I, I'm a little bit more, I guess, connected to global politics than most people. But yeah, they, yeah. I, there's lots of people up here talking about what's going on there and how, you know, terrifying that is, especially the long term consequence. It's kind of like a Chernobyl type thing, potentially, right? If that's in the mm-hmm. water supply and how that could affect um, liver cancer and things like that in the future. Yeah, it's a it's a tremendous ecological disaster. I mean, it's I think it's unlike anything that's happened thus far in the United States and in many places around the world. You know, I mean, Bhopal, India, uh, what happened when there was uh, a gas that was released from an insecticide factory? There were thousands of people that died. But I think that this is almost more insidious because the true cost is not going to be known for for decades. You know, I mean, like, this stuff is going to leach into the soil and the groundwater. It's already in the air. Once it gets into your body, it deposits itself into your fatty tissues. It gets into fatty tissues of the animals that you're going to be eating. Uh, you know, and, and who knows? I mean, there's also endangered species that live in the, uh, the watershed there in, inside the creek system. And, uh, this to me is just the most obvious sign of hypocrisy that we have on uh, a lot of these issues because I just don't see anybody on the left, the typical people that you would see crying about uh, global warming and climate change and, you know, uh, carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. Nobody is saying anything about what's happening there in East Palestine. And Joe Biden actually had the gall to deny them federal disaster assistance for the spill and for the burn. I mean, it just goes to show you that they don't care about people and they don't care about the issues that they're constantly crowing about. Well, it's because they're not being told to care. No, yeah. no one on the yeah. TV is telling them to go hashtag this and to change their um, Facebook photo to East Palestine. You know, it's, it is, it is very hypocritical. Uh, no one seems to really care about the chemicals in the water from big corporations mm-hmm. like even Monsanto and the endocrine, endocrine disruptors like atrazine that have been leaching into our groundwater and feminizing wi- wildlife in us for years. Yeah. Yeah. There's just no consequences to this, and there will be probably no consequences to what's happening right now with that vinyl chloride, uh, except for to the people who live in the area. There'll be major consequences for that down the road and maybe even sooner. Yeah. And then meanwhile, we have additional disasters that are happening, breaking out all over the country. Uh, You know, I think that uh, rail uh, train derailments happen all the time. And maybe now it's just that people are paying close attention. But, you know, chemical spills don't naturally don't necessarily happen all the time. And uh, we had a a fire down here in Florida. It was a, 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 a potted plant warehouse. So it was 
plastic pots that were burning, which is, vinyl chloride is used in the, in the production of plastic materials like that. Uh, and there's also now, I just read about this before we started, this is also down here in Florida, a renewable energy plant in Doral is on fire, and it's been on fire for six days straight. They can't shut it down. I don't know if that's because of uh, just the size and the intensity, or maybe it's the fact that uh, because it's renewable energy, they have lithium-ion batteries in there, and obviously that's not going to uh, go very well with fire. Those things just do not want to get put out. But it kind of seems, Truth Cat, like we're under attack uh, in a number of different ways. I mean, all of these disasters are happening in conservative areas around the country. Uh, and uh, it seems to be a, a, a very perfect set of circumstances. We've had uh, factory fires for, uh, for, for farms. We've had, uh, all kinds of livestock getting put to death. Uh, now avian flu, apparently they've had to kill a whole bunch of chickens and now they're going to start vaccinating chickens. Uh, and now we have toxic chemical spills that are making it impossible for people to go back to their homes. It's, uh, it, it, it's, it's disturbing at the very least. Yeah, it almost seems coordinated. Almost seems coordinated. Yep. Uh, has anyone tried reaching out to Greta Thunberg about this? No? <laughs> <laughs> See what she has to say? No, Gre- Greta See is curiously silent. See what her handlers are, are going to put out a statement? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, uh, what, hold on just a second. You guys, we're almost at the point where we're going to open up the phones and uh, we're going to take some calls. Let me just check real quick and see if there were any other questions that came through on Cash App or buy me a coffee. Uh, no, nothing there. Nothing there. Um, okay. Just wanted to make sure before we open up the phones here in a few minutes. Um, all right. So, so Truth Cat, what do you think is the most pressing issue that is facing Canada uh, at this moment? That's a really good question. I honestly think that it is the World Economic Forum's control over the current government. Mm-hmm. I know what their plans are for the future because they're very open and brazen about it. I think that they might even think that they're heroes or that they have delusions of grandeur, that they're saving the planet. But obviously, they're also profiting wildly off of the plans that they're making. It's all, if you look at the WEF partners, they're just like the top billion dollar companies in the world. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to believe that that they have our best interests in mind. We're supposed to believe that they're paying $65,000 to go to Davos each year um, because they're altruistic. Do you think that they got into their positions of power by being altruistic or by being sociopaths? You know, being, being uh, sociopaths. Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah. scary. I think I think it's scary that sociopaths are dictating Canadian politicians right now. They're being puppeted. I think that is the scariest thing uh, that Canada is facing right now is just the current administration. I think that uh, we can kind of uh, take that as an umbrella subject and 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 put it on the rest of the world, the Western world anyways, as well. On the subject of sociopaths, um, did you see that uh, they are removing um, psychopaths and narcissism from the DSM uh, manual, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual for Mental Illness? I, I think it's only a matter of time before sociopathy is removed as well. But I, I think, this is just my theory, uh, is that the world is run by narcissists and psychopaths. And so they are removing that as a diagnosable mental illness uh, because it gives them away, basically. 
Well, I think that's true with everything. I think that's the reason why I was deleted, because I was pointing that out. I mm-hmm. was pointing out, okay, look at the people running the world. Look at what they're doing. Like, I guess I can't exist now. And it's not even just that. They went back and they deleted a, a YouTube channel I started as a 17-year-old girl where I did comedy skits. That's how oh, wow. dangerous I am, that I can't exist at all on on Google or that platform ever. It's crazy. You know, I mean, there are people who will get deleted for, you know, actual infractions of the terms and conditions and their alternate channels will still exist and they can go publish on them and they can basically even do the same stuff that they were doing before. But obviously you're talking about things that really matter. And so that's just too dangerous. They can't allow that to be out there. Um, Have you attempted to start another YouTube channel? I did, I did, and to? it was deleted. Yeah, <laughs> they they yeah, got it already. Yeah. There, I'm, I'm on their radar, and again, I guess I wear that as a badge of honor that mm. I'm, I'm just that scary because it's like, what did I do? I just, I, I told the truth, mm-hmm. and yeah. I, I couldn't be bought by anyone, and I guess I can't exist for that reason. And it's because, well, Google is a partner of WAF, and I know I keep bringing it back to that, but I really do think that they're. They're all in cahoots. I think the FBI is in cahoots with all the major social media platforms if they didn't start them in the first place. You know, yeah. you look at Google startup and Facebook startup. Um, there, there's definitely some government ties and the government just uses private platforms as a way to control people and censor people and push psyops. You're absolutely right. Um, over on Rumble, CraneOp59 says, a guess, Saskatchewan, Truth Cat, the Arctic Pipeline, Blood Brother, and wife lives in Herbert, cold. I'm saying, is he guessing that you live in Saskatchewan or something like that? Or it, it, I'm sorry, I, I guess Saskatchewan, is that's like another province in Canada, isn't it? Yeah, that's a neighboring province. I don't live there. I don't know okay. what that comment means. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and then S. Cushion says, uh, how do I get on your phone lines? I am a mental health therapist and I would like to comment on this. I would absolutely love to hear your comments on it. And I'm actually just about to release the call information. So while, well, I guess, you know, since I started talking about it, let me tell you exactly how it will work. Uh, this is the Zoom link. So all you have to do, if you have the Zoom application on your phone, your, your, your desktop, your laptop, your tablet, whatever it might be, just click that link and it will take you right into this Zoom call. You'll actually go to the waiting room and then I will bring people in one at a time. Now, if for some reason you don't have the Zoom application on your phone or you don't want to download it or you just want to call in with your voice and not have to worry about showing your face, And just so you know, you don't even have to show your face. You don't have to turn your camera on if you don't want to. But you can also call the phone number that I'm about to put up on screen right now. And then once you call it, you're going to be asked to enter your meeting ID. And then you're going to ask to be enter and to enter in your passcode. And those can be found on screen right there. So call that number 646-931-3860. Meeting ID 833-9927. 1047, and then the passcode is 015810. And then I'm also going to drop that information, meeting ID and the passcode into the chats as well. And uh, please definitely call in. Uh, Lonely German also see it says, uh, did you see that both of the tanker spills were right over water flows in the rivers? Uh, I know about the one in East Palestine, 
But what was the other one? Is that the 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 one in Arizona that you're referring to? I'm not certain. Um, what about what about the usage of electric vehicles in Canada, Truth Cat? Because I know that down here in the United States, in colder climates, uh, electric vehicles don't work very well because uh, your batteries have to be up to temperature, and uh, it just seems like uh, it's not feasible for people uh, up there. Are, are they on the same kind of you know green agenda? They're trying to phase out gasoline vehicles. Well, I'm sure that's what the Canadian government would want, but yeah, it just isn't feasible in Canada in the winter. Um, maybe in like places like Vancouver, where it's a little bit more temperate climate, you could get away with that. But in like Winnipeg and Alberta and Saskatchewan, like no, there's just no way that you could drive in a, a, like a Tesla in the winter time here. Are there many people who have Teslas? I mean, is is that a phenomenon there, like it is here? You see that you see them here and there. Um, where I live, it's all trucks. Everyone has a truck. <laughs> Like, I, I, you know, Alberta's kind of like the Texas of Canada, though. We're all about like. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com.
A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Like oil and beef and farming, so... Is Alberta where the uh, the 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 tar sands pipeline was supposed to come out of? Yes, yes. Okay. And that's the interesting thing is the government is okay with people protesting the pipeline. They're just not okay with them protesting the government. <laughs> that's funny. That's very very funny. Okay, so um, with the when Joe Biden came into office and he shut down the uh, the the pipeline, did that affect uh, Canadian life at all? I mean, did people lose jobs in the same way we did here? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. The pipeline has absolutely affected jobs in Alberta. I did uh, talk on this in a video a couple of years ago uh, about climate. Um, because I know even Leonardo DiCaprio filmed a movie up in Alberta. A lot of actually, a lot of um, celebrities film up here. And then they think that they can go back and talk about the oil sands like they understand any of it. Um, a lot of uh, suicide rates went up quite a bit in people, in men in Alberta who had lost their jobs that sucks. due to the closing of that. So, yeah, it absolutely does affect our life and our economy up here. And yet they'll import oil from countries like Saudi Arabia um, with human rights abuses. Like no one cares about that. Uh, but you know, their closest neighboring partner com- country, Canada, we can't have oil from there. We have to, we have to import it from the middle East. What women's rights don't need to worry about that. All right. We have two people on the line. You guys, if you get on the line, just remember you're going to remain in that waiting room until I bring you in. Uh, so be patient. Uh, before we bring in our first caller, which is ironically NPC Frank, uh, just want to jump over here to the foxhole. Say thank you very much for the gold pills. You guys, uh, D Patriot 1776 dropped a cookie. So did Porpoiseful. So did Sean Joe Khaleesi 2020 dropped a can. Uh, Empress, good to see. You 145 gold pills. Napkinator, thank you for the phone. Khaleesi dropped some shades, and then Low Country Brooklyn said, So, in addition to fighting their solipistic garbage SEL indoctrination, gaslight us too. GTFOH hashtag cluster B. I don't know what cluster B is, but I know the GTO of GTFOH. And then Jay dropped a cookie. So, thank you very much for that. Appreciate that. And let's bring in Frank. Uh, 3.14, making a good point. Uh, Bill Cooper predicted that man-made environmental disasters would replace large-scale kinetic wars. Perhaps these events are part of that agenda. That would not surprise me at all. And Frank, let me just say, man, I am still jealous of your 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 pr- very professional-looking microphone box. I don't even know what to call it. I've tried to go online before and see where I could find them. Be, you sent me a link, but I, I lost it. It was so long ago. What do you even call that? What do you call it? Uh, it's called a microphone flag. It, I mean, it, it just, be, I had the same, well, I had the SM7B. So yep, it's just a yep. little box. The only thing you got to remember is if you're going to be printing, like, for example, I broadcast with my image reversed left and right. Absolutely. But I have yes. to print it backwards on this, but I'll I send you another link. It's called a microphone flag. I appreciate it. I, I, I have yeah. a uh, I have a road reporter for when I go out on the street. It's one of those long, skinny microphones, and I would mm-hmm. love to have a, a flag for that. I think that'd be great. 
Yeah, I, th- I think they they make it for various um various microphones. So, uh, but so by the way, so going back to what you guys were talking about with the uh, electric cars, yeah. there was some incident a few months ago where um uh and actually someone tagged Elon about it, so Elon actually looked into this. But apparently, someone out there charged up their Model S, and their bill was probably double double the price it was to get gasoline. Oh yeah, I've I've seen that in, yeah. in several places throughout the United States. It is now more expensive to charge up your Tesla than it is mm-hmm. to put gasoline in it, and that's only going to get worse. You know, I mean, as yeah. we use more electricity, as we need more electricity, they're gonna—they know that we can't go anywhere else. You know, they have a monopoly on it. Whoever is your power company is going to charge you whatever they feel like. You know, down here in Florida, uh, we have a slightly lower electric rate than most of the country. It's like 12 cents per kilowatt hour. And I want to say the average for the country is like 16.9 cents, 17 cents, something like that. But because there's so many people that are moving down here, uh, apparently the electric company is going to raise rates so that, uh, that, that we can't, so maybe we won't use as much electricity, but there's nothing you can do about it. So I have a question for Truthcat. Um, by the way, hi, welcome to, nice to meet you, by the way. Uh, I'm honored to be in the space with the both of you. I mean, I, I've I've only been doing this since 2020, but I've been watching the both of you since 2018. Right. So on. the both of you have been very great uh, inspirations to me. I remember watching the um, Truth Cat, your your Tom, your Donald Trump is a time traveler video. <laughs> that <laughs> was the one. one. <laughs> that was the one that I saw, and I was like, why didn't I do something like this? Why am I in this book cubicle? You know. <laughs> Well, thank you. Yeah. I'm glad I inspired you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, your videos are great. Very, very in-depth. I still personally think that you got in trouble for the vaccine one. Because I, I was watching and I was like, wow. Like there, there was, I mean, this has been going on for two years. And still in your video, you had more information than I'd ever heard of. And I, I think I think they just didn't catch it. And then eventually they got you for that. I don't think it was the J6 stuff. I mean, everybody knows the J6 stuff. So, I mean, I don't know. But anyways. I don't, I don't yeah, know. I, I know. Uh-huh. I know when the, when the COVID first dropped, I was researching it so hard. I was getting documents. I was one of the first people, I think, to come up with a long-form video about it coming from the Wuhan lab. And I'm surprised they did try to take that video down, and I fought it because I said, here's my sources, and they, they allowed it up eventually. Wow. This is kind of why I was wondering if there was any pressure from the Canadian Canadian government directly, because, I mean, I know that the laws are different in Canada. You know, I mean, you guys have the hate speech laws. And, and I just wondered if there was anything that uh, you might have said that they tried to encapsulate within that. Well, wh- the nice thing is I I am not a public figure, right? Like I mm-hmm. do things anonymously. I'm sure that I'm on a government list somewhere, though, sure, because I, sure. I call the government. I write to the government constantly. I'm constantly filing freedom of information requests against the Canadian government. I'm sure I'm on a list. But so far, I'm I haven't said anything hate speech worthy enough to to throw me in jail. Uh, over here on Odyssey, TZ Burton says that. FEMA just reversed their decision to send resources to East Palestine uh, after Trump announces a trip to Ohio. It only took two weeks. Yes, I actually was going to mention that. Joe Biden, I don't think that he's even mentioned it publicly. Certainly, he hasn't made a trip there. Uh, and then today, President Trump announced that he was going to go take a tour. And uh, and lo and behold, now there is resources for East Palestine. They can't have President Trump showing up this usurper administration. 
Well, yeah, that sounds exactly right. It sounds yeah. like the only yeah, and that's actually really sad that Joe Biden's only sending help because Trump was going to make this uh, show up and make him look so bad. Because if Trump's showing up to help and show his support, and Biden isn't, yeah, that that hurts. Uh, uh, by the we way, also have. We, we, uh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say we have another cat in the Rumble audience. Tom Tom Q Cat. <laughs> Uh, a big, big fan of of my uh, my easy chair and uh, says, wait a minute. Is that the Canadian truth hottie cat? <laughs> Been a long time <laughs> follower. Uh, those Tomcats. You got to watch out. OK, go ahead, Frank. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say uh, Lisa was actually in my chat while I was covering the Ohio stuff. And she'd mentioned that you you two used to live like 50 miles from that spot. Yeah, it was about 45 minutes know. away. Yeah, yeah. Wow. This is the, this is the crazy thing, and this is why I thought you know it, it might be possible that it hasn't even reached up north yet. But as close as we were, Lisa's family didn't even know about it because there was just a total media blackout on the whole thing. The the local news in that area, obviously, they had to cover it, um, but nationwide they weren't covering it. And then the local affiliates, just uh, you know, a couple of miles to the uh, to the to the west, they were totally not covering it at all. And so thank God, you know, there's there's no fallout there. They haven't noticed anything. Um, but but again, you know, decades down the line, how do we know? I mean, that that watershed, I mean, that 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 filters all the way over uh, to, I think, Cincinnati and a couple of other cities uh, in the western portion of Ohio. So that, you know, it's not a microcosm that that water also flows south. I mean, that goes down into uh, 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 Kentucky and, and Tennessee and you know, and what about the chemical cloud and all the acid rain that's going out to the East Coast? I mean, we have no idea what the full scope of the damage is going to be. Yeah, I, I actually that that video that JD Vance and some of the the independent people did was pretty concerning because when you looked at the water, it was clear, it looked fine. It was just oh, it looked like it was just algae, and then once you stir it up, it comes up. Yep. Which to me, it says that the whatever chemicals is 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 more dense than water sits mm-hmm. at the bottom. And I don't even know how how do we clean that up? We got to drain the water. <laughs> but that's not even possible. Yeah, you know, I mean, I it just I, I really don't rain for a second. I don't know what the solution is. I mean, they're going to have to dredge all of those streams, all the waterways that were potentially contaminated. You know, I've seen uh, all kinds of videos of people going in and scooping up dead fish and frogs and other amphibians. And, uh, you know, they've got, um, I guess, they're, they're some type of a, a berm filter that's sitting in the water so that when the, the water flows over it, I guess theoretically it's supposed to catch, uh, a, I guess, a good portion of the chemicals, whatever they are. But, you know, I mean, we don't have any idea. I mean, I, I, how how much of that stuff is dangerous and carcinogenic on its own? And then how much more dangerous is it once it mixes with each other and then it filters into the groundwater and filters into the soil? I mean, it could interact with a whole host of other things. Well, that's true. I mean, you even look at the firefighters at 9-11 and, and, you know, 20 years later, they're dying of certain cancers. Um, So, yeah, what's going to happen in 20 years and what's going to happen to the animal populations? And we're going to be eating those animals. And yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Very terrifying. It just continues on and on. All right. Well, Frank, you want to tell everybody where they can find you? Uh, you can find me on Rumble. I mean, I'm still on YouTube, but uh, you know, you guys, I, I want to keep our audience over on the Rumble side. Um, sure. sure. Yeah, I, I'll probably get whacked soon now with this new CEO. 
Uh, oh yeah, yeah, we I'm didn't on, even I'm talk off, about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm also, I'm also on Foxhole, by the way. If you guys have seen me out there, yeah, you guys have a lot of creators now on Foxhole. It's crazy. Absolutely, yeah. Foxhole is just blown up. And Truth Cat, we need to see if you ever want to start live streaming. We can get you on Foxhole. Yeah, yeah, I might have to. I as long as I can do it as a cat, you know. I think eventually I might just come out as myself, but not yet, not yet. Okay. Yeah, I well, mean, realistically, your government knows who you are. It's just a matter of not letting Antifa know who you are. Because do you start, have a, a large Antifa a, contingent in Alberta? Oh, there's some. Oh, yeah, there's some, yeah. especially like the music scenes and everything. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, a gal that I know in uh, Calgary, she works at, um, or she used to work like at a, at a, I don't want to call it a massage parlor because that sounds dirty, uh, <laughs> but but they have been tagged up. They with have the legit Antifa. massage parlors. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it, it's not. That's why she got fired, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, but, my uh, God. Graffitied with uh, the Antifa logo. Uh a, a rubber chicken dipped in uh, red paint thrown at the door, things like that. So they, they have a presence out there too. Wow. And uh, yeah, thankfully though, Calgary didn't get the, um, there was supposed to be one of them safe injection sites put up. Oh, for got, like heroin addicts. Yeah. they got canceled. So, so she okay. didn't not dealing with it too bad in Calgary, but yeah. So yeah. Uh, uh, so by the way, cat, a, a thing that goes on, a thing that the CIA likes to do, is uh, when there's too many people unified, they like to divide you. Uh, when um, soon after the false inauguration of Joe Biden, uh, they began spreading rumors about the Patriot Party, to which uh, Donald Trump came forward and said, no, that's that's fake news. That's just, they're, they're trying to divide us. We have a party. It's the Republican Party. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very familiar with how the Canadian election system works. Uh, and I don't know if you know this, Zach, but um, basically they don't require a 51 percent vote. No, I, have- I mean, I know that they have a, kind of the, <clears throat> the same type of parliamentarian system that they have in in the UK. Mm-hmm. So you've got these various parties. And don't you uh, if you don't get 51 percent of the vote, don't you have to create like a coalition of sort of like minded politicians? I, I'm not sure. I just I know that um, they've got six political parties and mm-hmm. Justin Trudeau won with only 20 percent of the vote. Wow. Okay. So it's yeah. conceivable so, that Justin Trudeau might might be deposed at some time yeah. in the future. Especially, I mean, the, the so the, those are. I mean, I actually follow your your election really well, Kat, uh, really closely, Cat, because I'm close with someone in Canada, and um, I remember the the birth of the PPC, uh, the People's Party of Canada. But now, do you think? Do you think now with your? Because I know that everyone's pretty happy with your new uh, the lead of your CPC. Is there a possibility of merging the PPC with them? Uh, that's a really good question. Uh, I, I don't believe that Bernier would ever go back. Bernier used to be a part of the, uh, the, the conservative party and CPC, they elected, uh-huh. yeah, they elected a leader that he didn't want there and he left and he said, I'm going to make my own party. And he made the PPC, which is probably the most right wing party in Canada. They were really, um, like anti vaccine, anti mandate, uh, really pro freedom. And yeah. Uh, but then now that now that the new conservative leader is also kind of hitting the same same marks, I think that he has a better chance of winning um, yeah. and becoming leader. So it's just kind of it's it's hard, right? Because it's like, do you vote for who you you know who stands by all of your ideals, or do you vote for the person who you think will take out Justin Trudeau yeah. and someone you can live with? Yeah. And by the way, your premier, your new premier, is kicking some butt. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> is, I, is I, I like it, her. Actual, I love her. Is it an actual <laughs> possibility that your premiere is going to kick the RCMP out of Alberta? Is that is that actually true, or is it just like a oh long shot? Uh, so our premiere is Danielle Smith right now, and she was originally... I believe she's a little bit of a separatist of Alberta. So I don't know if you guys know much about Canadian Ooh, really? politics with this, but uh, Alberta separatism is is kind of a, it's a movement. There's a lot of rumblings because we always felt like Ottawa was, you know, they're taking our oil, they're taking our money, they're giving mm-hmm. it to other provinces. And we always just felt shafted by the rest of Canada. So there's always been rumblings of separation. And I think with COVID, because we're more right wing than the other provinces, we're like, okay, this is our final straw. Um, so I think we're going to become a little bit more independent from Canada under the new premier. I don't think we'll actually separate at this point, but I think part of that is, is Uh getting our own police force though, and getting our like a more provincial, um, uh, resources rather than relying on the federal government. So, so I, and I'm familiar with the whole, um, uh, you know how every province pays taxes into your national government and then who is ever in charge just distributes it whatever the way he feels. So a lot of Alberta's wealth is being redistributed to British Columbia and uh, uh, Ontario. Is there a way that you guys can see it? Like, you know, we're not going to pay you guys anymore. Uh, we had a vote uh, a couple of years ago about mm-hmm. recalculating the equalization payments is what they're called. Mm-hmm. And it passed, and we wanted that recalculated, and I don't th- think anything happened. So, oh, yeah, because that that whole kicking out of the, the RCMP thing was fascinating to us because Arizona, if Carrie Lake would have taken Arizona, uh, she was talking about kicking the FBI out of Arizona because they're they're the RCMP, they're our RCMP, they're going around well, peaceful yeah. pro life protesters and things like that. So. Well, because in the United States, you have statewide police and each one is like in Canada, we have the RCMP. So it's a federal it's a it's a nationalized police force. Mm. And I know when I did my Black Lives Matter research and I found out that Black Lives Matter, the movement was not grassroots. It was AstroTurf basically by George Soros. And I got the memos talking about that. Mm. It, It seemed like the underlying goal that he had was to nationalize the police force. So that way it'd be easier for the government to control. Yeah. So, but as far as I understand, your your police is still controlled state by state. Is that correct? It's state by state, yeah. And, and there have been some issues, some incidents where, like, for example, DeSantis, the governor of Florida, wanted to kick the FBI out, things like that. But uh, that's a tough one. I mean, the FBI is building a new building, a new headquarters. is double the size of the Pentagon. Holy jeez! Yeah, I think wow. I think the FBI should be dismantled. I think all those uh, three-letter agencies, the, the yeah. NSA, the CIA, because it's like really they're just spying on their own citizens. It's not really. Yes, I, I don't know how much good they actually do. Yeah, no, you're, you're you're totally right. You're in good company. All right, well, listen, Frank, I, I, we got to take uh, some of these other callers. So oh, okay, I really cool. appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for thanks for letting me speak. See you guys. Absolutely. Bye. Make sure you're following Frank. Also, Low Country Brooklyn said that follow. NPC on Rumble, NPC Politics. Yeah, That's one I, of your many channels. Yeah, I've got five, six there, six. But they're, yeah, six channels separated by subject matter. So, see All you guys. Right, Thank you. See you, bro. Peace. All right, we've got another caller coming okay, in. Caller, make sure you mute that stream. And welcome to the program. Can I get your name? Uh, Loki. Lo- Loki. Good to hear from you, Loki. How you doing? 
Good, good, good. Excellent. So, hey, I'm still trying to get my uh, equipment adjusted, so hang in there. No worries. No worries. Okay, I think I'm good. Okay. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? So, I've been listening to your guests, and uh, usually when I call in, uh, I've been out ice fishing until about 8 o'clock. I've caught about 40, 40 minutes of your show, and uh, I don't I don't want to embarrass your, your guests by asking questions that have nothing to do with them. Can you refresh my memory and uh, everybody else's, please? Okay. We're on the line with TruthCat from the Truth Factory, recently deplatformed from YouTube, and starting over on Rumble, and you can follow her on Twitter, and you can also go to her website, truthcat.com. She does uh, really, really good, highly polished, uh, deep-dive documentary sort of videos, and uh, she was deleted from YouTube, I guess, ostensibly for her January 6th coverage, but she has done a lot of really good research into many important topics. And well, she's a cat. I'm curious. I'm curious about the January sixth stuff. Okay, ask away. So lately, we've had a lot of revelations. Correct. I would say so. We just yeah. got that word yeah. today that Nancy Pelosi's daughter, Alexandra Pelosi, on tape refuting the official January sixth narrative, and uh, looks like maybe she's going to be in an HBO documentary. I don't know if they're going to publish that aspect of it, but. Uh, this portion has itself been I leaked. That, I watched that video like four times. Okay, tell, tell me what you thought. I haven't actually and, watched it myself. And uh, it's very benign. It's very benign. Although there's a lot of uh, indications that she was leaning this way or that way when it comes to corruption or I don't know how, how you want to word it. I don't I don't necessarily want to say corruption, but you know, how do you say, how do you say that they're all fucking crooked without having to take responsibility and getting sued? Not to put too fine a point on it, but uh, here's some key moments. I know, I know, it's allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. I don't even think you have to say allegedly, Loki, I'll be honest. Uh, so from this video, Nancy Pelosi commenting on the Q shaman. She says the shaman did nothing. What did the shaman do? He stood there. I have to agree. This might be the only time I agree with Nancy Pelosi. Uh, she also says after the Democrats lose the House, then they get rid of the committee. People may lose, I think, interest. No one is going to care after the Democrats are out of power and you take Biden out of office. Then who cares? Uh, she's absolutely right. Uh, she also says that D.C. is a lot of people who work for the government. I don't think they're sympathetic. <laughs> if you got it moved, change the trial jurisdiction from D.C., you totally get off. And she actually laughs when making that comment. No, but who, she, who she's talking to at the same time, it's like a big trap to me. I mean, she's like fishing for information. I, well, I believe I it was know, her daughter. Think- she was she was speaking with her daughter. She probably thought that this wasn't, you know, I mean, this is like when they say the quiet part well, the out loud. She she didn't anticipate it would make it out. Talking to one of the defendants of of January 6th lawyers and how he was getting the short shaft. Are you familiar with that video or are we talking about I, the same o- thing? I, 
I'm only familiar with the fact that the video was released. I didn't have a chance to watch it before we got on the air tonight. Well, that's the feeling I got from it. She was okay. she was fishing big time. And Kat, uh, did you have a comment? Lawyer, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say my my video that I made most recently. You can watch it on Rumble. It's called J Six, the museum tour that shook the nation. I, I go in to explain that, yeah, basically it was just a bunch of people who went in and sat in a bunch of different chairs, and now they're labeled domestic terrorists because protesting is legal, and that is a part of your constitutional right, but being a domestic terrorist isn't, so that's why they had to label them as, as such, so they could make a bigger yeah. deal out of it. And I go in to talk about the FBI connections and the undercover agents in that, if you want a little bit more in-depth view of what I think was really happening on J6. I, I, I think we're all going to be satisfied very soon. Because I all you got to do so. is Ray Epson, you know, and uh, uh, all hell's going to break you loose after that. Well, I would hope well, that... Ray Epps. So I was just going to say there was... A, in, in court, there was... A, a text released from, <clears throat> sorry, Ray Epps' phone to his nephew that said, I orchestrated it. I saw that. Well, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, we all know about that. But what I'm getting at is that when Congress finally gets the balls to call in Ray Epps and ask him the real questions that need to be asked, and we, know, we all know what they are, uh, are you working for a three-letter agency, one way or the other? And we all know that answer. He can lie. He can do whatever he wants to say. We all know he's, he was, and he still is. I, I tend to agree with you. You know, I, I would hope that uh, now that the Republicans are controlling the House, that there would be some reason they could bring Ray Epps back in for some additional questioning. Um, and, I, and I hope that somebody's paying attention. Well, you know attention. they are. I, well, you, you know, know I they mean, are. I, not, not having seen a subpoena yet, all I can do is hope. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to put uh, too much faith into it. Um, but it seems well, like a perfect subject then, matter. Then, then we're all getting screwed with because that's sure. the most obvious person to draw into for testimony. For yeah, and allowed. Yeah. You know, I agree. You don't you. draw in him and hey, hey, and let him lie and let him just say no. I have nothing to do with anything. You know. Uh, because what's, what's going to come down the pike, I think you'll, you're going to see that there's other people that will be able to bring up his name. Certainly. And, you know, I mean, I think it's perfect for the uh, governmental overreach committee that they're working on right now. I mean, what can be more overreaching than the FBI orchestrating uh, the events of January 6th or just what just came out in the um, the trial of uh, uh, Enrique Terrio, that the government paid somebody to fabricate that uh, 1776 document or whatever it was, and then ask Enrique Terrio's love interest to send it to him so that they could then use it as proof that there was some type of orchestrated insurrection that was taking place. Uh, I mean, you know, it's, as far as I have, as far as I know, the judge is allowing the document to be included in evidence, which is uh, an obvious travesty of justice. But I mean, it, somebody has to take a look at this and, and at some point recognize that this is just a total snow job. All, all of these guys and gals, everybody who's been convicted or everybody who's even on trial still, I mean, they are being railroaded in the worst possible way. I, I just can't even imagine. 
So I want to change the subject a little bit. Okay, and then and then we got to take the next caller because we've got six people on the line. But go ahead. Don't tell me what to do. Huh? This is my time. I'm just kidding. I know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to tie everything all in together. So we got all this stuff going on in, in Palestine. We got, we got, um, these things going on in Congress. I want to ask your guests. I mean, what, how does she feel about how, what's the possibility of the government the white hats or whatever you want to call them, tying that all in real soon and pulling together a lot of different scenarios. So we got the Palestine thing. We get the balloon thing. We got all the other derailments. We got, uh, the, uh, farms, the chicken farms being demolished, you know, all that other stuff. I think it's all connected. And what do you think? that the possibility that mainstream media or even our media just start making those connections and uh, it's going to make mainstream media soon. Sorry, Zach, I go ice fishing at at, at five o'clock in the evening on Fridays and Saturdays. No worries. Go ahead, Kat. Um, Yeah, um, I was just going to say, I don't think the mainstream media is going to do anything that the government doesn't want them to talk about, except for maybe Tucker Carlson, you know, depending. Um, He seems to cover some stories. There's already been leaks, though. It's already already on the Internet, on on, uh, Twitter and stuff. I mean, it's almost to the point with with, uh, Palestine, past the point of no return. They are getting dicked with hard. This is yeah, but the I mainstream mean, media isn't going to do anything conspiratorial that doesn't have an official narrative. They're not journalists. They're, they don't do real yeah. journalism. So the normal people are getting that information. They're they're seeing it. Normal well, yeah, people, of course. certainly. That's my, of course. That's yeah, my but point. Th- that's not what the TV men are telling people to do, and that's why that there's there's no hashtag going around for Save Palestine, and there's no uh, people aren't changing their profile picture because the TV man isn't telling them that that's the psyop, right? So uh, I, I think disagree. maybe we should we should start I believe that. that I believe that is happening, and uh, you're just not going to hear it. It's behind the scenes. I I, I uh. I've talked to like four or five of my friends this evening, all my ice fishing friends. Are they biting? Blah, blah, blah. And the first thing they they bring up is, uh, oh, ice fishing in Palestine must be really easy right about now. Because they're all dead. Yeah, you're just no, scooping them out me. with the net. That's not me. This is, I'm in a remote. I mean, the, the, the information is traveling fast. Well, I'm glad to hear it, and I, it certainly is. Uh, it gives me a little bit of hope for the possibility of America breaking out of this programming. But um, I, I, yeah, I think that uh, Kat's right. I mean, it's only going to be as a result of either the alternative media or just the average everyday American, uh, and we're going to have to force the issue. We should make that hashtag. We should make some type of a, a, an avatar picture for everybody's profiles on Twitter. All right, Loki, we're going to go to the next caller. I really appreciate you, buddy. Thank you for calling. No, thank you, Zach. And thank your guests for uh, having them 
Yep, the Cojones to step up. Bye-bye. Will do. Bye. Have a good one. Okay, the next guest says it's Sean Penn. I don't believe it's actually going to be Sean Penn, but you never know. Uh, is this Sean Penn? Yeah, hey, uh, this is Sean Penn, actor, director, greatest uh, man on earth. <laughs> big, big fan of your work, Sean Penn. <laughs> Sean Penn, you're you're yeah, a, you're a notorious cool. environmentalist, aren't you? And, and a, a socialist. Yeah. Well, you know, that's why I called in, Zach. I'm kind of upset that, you know, you wouldn't want to send aid to Ohio when we're still at war in Ukraine. I mean, Ukraine <laughs> needs more, more tanks. Oh, you know, I, I, from what I understand, that uh, that's basically an open spigot. They, uh, they just continue to send as much money as they can possibly fit into a C-130 at any one time. Fill the tanks. Yeah, and, and too, I have a... Oh, they need more money. They won't. I just wanted to say, you know, oh, you unvaxxed people, you disgust me. You guys, you're so selfish, and you just you're going around spreading COVID and killing us. I just don't understand. If you don't get the booster, you're good. You, how are athletes going to die on the field if you don't get your boosters? <laughs> I'm just fed up with you, non-vax people. Oh, Sean. Well, you know, we'll have to agree to disagree on that one. I appreciate it, though. <laughs> All right. Well, well thank you for the call, Sean. I gotta go write some more movies. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck with thank, uh, thank congratulations you. on the Oscars too. All right, we'll see ya. Uh Lash is our next caller. Uh okay. Yes. Uh we're okay, Lash, waiting for Lash's audio to connect. Uh while we're waiting for that. Uh thank you again to Low Country Brooklyn. Uh, she's oh cluster B. That is the DSM spectrum upon which personality disorders fall, uh, including but limited to uh, narcissistic personality disorder. Lash, are, are you that mental health professional who said you wanted to call in? Okay, I, I, I I'm trying. I, I'm doing my best here. I hope yeah. I'm on your screen and you're listening to me. <laughs> yes, we can hear you. You are you are definitely on the air. So uh, go ahead with your question. I really don't have a question, but, you know, like, I really kind of wanted to do like a little bit of education for the chat room. I've been watching this. I've, I've been a mental health professional for 30 plus years, and okay. I'm not young. So I've been sitting back back here watching you for a very long time <laughs> because you know they they said to us licensed professionals that if we talk out that they're going to yank our license and i got licenses all over the country so it it really is could be a detriment to me you know certainly certainly so, well we, we won't dox your identity of course i don't want to know anything personal but but yeah i mean can you make a comment for us on that story that i uh reported on the other day that they are removing um the uh, narcissistic personality disorder and psychopathy from the dsm well you know we're sitting down to have meetings about this kind of all over the country um and i have i have licenses yeah i'm I'm not i don't want to give out any more than that yeah but the the thing is is that i want to kind of like give you guys some good news i I mean i work with a really high level of leftists as you might call them Mm -hmm. i'm kind of i'm in the middle of the road but more on the right than the left most definitely 
And I didn't take the medication real early on. In fact, I when the hospital system that I worked for um, said they were going to give out the tests to the non-medicated people, I said, ah, I'm not going to play. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm going to go you. online. I, I wouldn't even take their tests. In fact, you know, like I'm an older American, you know, like I'm 60, you know, plus mm-hmm. here. So... I, I could see it was a scam just right off the bat. But as I am watching this progress, if you look at the just normal human way human people think and mm-hmm. the anxiety, you know, we're, we've reached this cusp of where, you know, that the brain works in a certain way. It, it always goes towards that negative bias and that anxiety bias and some people they're going to pick it up and they're going to uh, protest they're going to pick up whatever they got to do and move on and we're getting at that point and I can Mm -hmm. see it day by day by day I watch the reddit posts I listen to my clients and you know guys we're at the tipping point really we are And yeah, they want to get rid of that stuff, but that's just, you know, like, that's not a big deal. You know, they are are who they are, whether they change the DSM or not. What's really happening in the public is, is that they're coming to the conclusion that, you know, we've been messed with big time. And the people that are going to pick it up from that anxiety go forward, they're there. That's what I want to say to you guys. So considering that it sounds like you're saying society is almost at the breaking point, what would you anticipate the next move or the next uh, act in this play? What would it actually be? How would that look? You know, I, I think that, you know, for my state, they decided they were going to take away, uh, you know, there's like, we're, we're pretty neck and neck with Wyoming mm-hmm. as far as gun ownership. And they decided that they were going to, you know, take away gun rights, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to leave it at that. But they don't even have the money to fund that project. Mm-hmm. So it's a laughable situation. And I'm sitting in one of these places where, you know, I'd be happy to join Idaho. (laughs) I watched that show you on the other day and I'm, I'm, I'm I'm sitting over here. (laughs) I'm going, yeah, we're not too happy about, you know, being where we are because we're not being heard at all. Right. So, you know, it's, it's, it's like getting to the point where, you know, anxiety works like this. If the center of the brain controls all of those autonomic nervous systems, and then on top of it, it's just the amygdala, which is your fight, flight, or flee mechanisms. Mm-hmm. And your anxiety builds from there. And if you think your kids 
have taken this medication. I'm just going to use that. You can disagree with how I'm terming it, you know, like I don't care. But if you're, you want to, you want to have your kids survive. I, I mean, you don't want to have your kids be like decimated. And these people are getting to the point where they're really going, okay, either got to get up and fight or I'm going to cover my head. It's just two ways anxiety works. And so I'm telling you, people are getting to the point. They're they're either going to cover their head or fight. And all we need is a very, very small part of the population to get up and fight. And I think we're there. And I've been holding my head for a long time here, folks. I've been watching it every single day. I watch you guys. I'm in the background. Maybe you don't know about me. That's okay. But we're there. Well, I like the sound of that. I mean, Kat, uh, what uh, our caller is saying, you know, I mean, can you th- do you think that that translates uh, up, up to uh, the population in Canada as well? I mean, you, obviously, you said a number of times, you know, your province is a little bit more conservative. Maybe people are more likely to stand up for themselves. But what about the rest of the nation? Uh, I mean, uh, are people going to continue to just go along with whatever the government is telling them to do? Or are they ready to stand up and say enough's enough? Well, I think, uh, once again, like we saw with the, the, the convoy, that was us saying enough is enough. We're going to do something. We're going to drive to Ottawa. We're going to protest right outside these politicians' doorsteps for the first time. And, uh, yeah, so the, there is a breaking point for everyone, but it's it's watching people. It, it's really hard to be the first person to do that. It's a lot sure. easier if you have a movement and you have a group that's standing behind you and building momentum. And so, yeah, you have to have enough people who are willing to fight against tyranny to stand up in order for it to actually be successful. But do you think that Trudeau's actions with the convoy were enough to quell that desire to stand up or or, uh, have people just kind of been biding their time? I mean, can that happen again? Are people afraid that they're going to be branded domestic terrorists? Well, I think with what we saw when they were banks were closing bank accounts and, you know, that's really scary. And now that we see that the commission has said uh, what he did was justified legally, yeah, that's going to I mean, now he has the precedence to quell further dissent in the future. Yeah, it's scary. That's awful. All right. Well, last, I, you know, I, I don't think I don't think that I don't think much is going to quell this, folks. I, I'm, I could be wrong, but. You know what? I don't think so. They're they're coming to me. The leftists are coming to me right and left. They are angry. And I watched the Reddits. I got the LBGTQ community, and they're not happy. And when I start seeing it in my everyday sessions, folks, we aren't far, but it's not far coming. Well, uh, it couldn't come soon enough, as far as I'm concerned. All right. Well, listen, I I want to I want to just give the the community a little bit of hope. And um, that's all I got. All right. Well, I appreciate your perspective and thank you very much for uh, for calling in and having the patience on hold. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. Have a great night. 
All right. Uh, we've got about 15 minutes left. We've got two more callers on the line. Let's go ahead and bring in Colin. And let me see here. Uh, thank you to Texas for Trump, who said Frank is awesome. Uh, Space Coast Patriot said, then listen to him, Zach. You might learn something. They set up. I don't know exactly what you're referring to. Uh, Deja Vu Q says, good to see a red pill. And then also said, Ohio being screwed by Biden is a huge red pill for anyone still on the fence. Sad, but true. I think you're right. And, uh, we were told by TZ Burton, uh, just a few minutes ago that FEMA has reversed course on that. I think that that's the smartest thing they could do. And I'm certain that there must have been some public outrage, uh, from their initial decision. Uh, go ahead, Colin. Good to see you. Hey, brother, how you doing? I just kind of caught the tail end. I obviously missed an awful lot, but what I've gathered is your guest speaker is from Canada. And um, is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Um, the only thing I would say there, I, I, I know a lot of people here in this country have heard it. Hopefully Canadians will pick up on it quicker, but there's a thing that I believe would work. Um, is right now, you know, we've changed the name again to mandatory competency testing. And what that does is it requires anybody and everybody who has any position of public trust. Now, for everybody, I want to share a quick side note on that because I don't think people understand. When uh, anybody makes an application to the state to create a legal entity, partnership, uh, limited liability company, or a corporation, there's an application and it has to have its own sort of corporate charter. And then the permit is granted. So that means that every corporation out there that's doing business is subject to the state as well as its corporate charter. So anyone working for a corporation, in fact, is working for the state because it's a state entity. It's subject to the state. Like if you work at Home Depot, you put that apron on. Doesn't matter what you did last night. You put that apron on, you put on the persona of Home Depot. Well, Home Depot was created by and through the state. So it's licensed to do certain things by the state, and it cannot do other things that it's not licensed to do. But as a representation, it cannot do that which the state did not grant it the power to do. In the same way, the people are the grantors. They are the ones that created the legal entity known as government in the first place, and therefore it's subject to the people. The people are without authority to impose on anyone else. Therefore, it is impossible for them to grant powers or authorities that they are without. So we know they don't have it. So what was shown to me was that when the people are required to know the law and understand the law, because the law is there to protect us. Okay, a lot of people don't know that, but that's the reason that man created, because all creations that man makes must benefit man. Because I can't harm you, and if I create something that harms you, I'm liable. You see? So in law... You can't have something that is detrimental to the people because we're literally the creators, the writers, the makers thereof. It's a legal entity. So if you institute something like it, it's just testing. I'll give you the elements. Knowledge and the definition of knowledge was to memorize. The second one was understand. Do you understand the difference? Like, for instance, I use the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America, which is our founding document, which is a trust document. So if you recreate Canada, which you could do, you get enough people, you can recreate Canada literally. Make sure that you create the same system that I believe God created here, which is to start off with a trust, okay, which is a unanimous declaration. And in there, it clearly states that whenever any form of government becomes destructive, these ends, it's the right of the people to alter or abolish it, clearly telling you the people have the power to abolish it, all right? 
So when people understand that a, a legal entity, government is a legal entity. It only exists on paper. So there's a real simple thing in, in what's called a maxim of law. That which is not expressly included is expressly excluded. Now, in the Constitution, in the, in the Bill of Rights, Article 10, it says something similar. The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution. So it's telling you, if it's not in there, they don't have it. And just because they've been getting away with it for a long time doesn't mean that it has any authority or power to remain. But the thing is, in the same way that cancer cannot survive in a non-acidic environment, corruption cannot exist in a non-corrupt environment. So when you require everybody to know the law, understand the law, and love the law for the purposes it was intended, which is to secure the rights of the people and provide for their safety and happiness, if everybody or 99.9% of these people are in that, they got their eyes open. Okay, where's the evil one? We'll, we'll find him quick. I mean, he'll, he'll stand out like a sore thumb. It's no longer a friendly environment, and we all know that evil is cowards. So they're not even going to try. Just like that, the people, by instituting legislation that requires them to be tested, they will not, the true evil ones will not take the test. The ones that care, They'll be in shame for a while. They'll learn it. They'll study it. They'll come back and go into office and do their due diligence. And a lot of new people will do it. Now, what's going to happen is, since so many jobs are through the government or corporations, when you go to high school, your counselor is going to tell you, well, you know, you probably should take this test, this competency testing, because 90% of the jobs out there you're going to get are either for a corporation or the state. So you need to know it sooner or later anyway. Guess what that does? That means at the very least, 90% of the entire population would know the laws by we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and by their creator. Okay? Memorized. It's not hard. People know a bunch of words to songs. It's not that we are without the capacities that we have been dumbed down. Anyway, I wanted to share that, um, and, and hopefully that's helpful in some manner. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you, Colin. I'm not familiar with exactly with what the uh, founding documents are for Canada. I mean, Kat, you guys are, were originally, uh, I guess, a principality or something of the United Kingdom. Aren't, aren't you under, do you still have the Magna Carta, right? Uh, we still have the, the queen on our money. I guess it'll be changing to the king now soon. But yeah, we yeah. are yeah part of that monarchy. So yeah, but you still have the Magna Carta because what that did is it made the king or queen or whoever a mere figurehead. Yeah, yeah, I guess they they are just a figurehead, but uh, we're still a Commonwealth nation. That's that, what it like, is. If Commonwealth. I wanted to travel to to even Australia, which is also a Commonwealth, I think that there's it's easier to immigrate, or there's some some something like that. I'm not a, an expert on that. But even as a Commonwealth, you still have laws, correct? Yeah, we have laws in Canada. And those laws are there to protect the people, aren't they? Um, I don't know. I think now, I, I think originally, perhaps, and now I think that the laws are created by the government, not by the people anymore. I think they're there to protect the government more than the people now. Well, I, I maybe I should study Canada law again. I don't know. <laughs> but I know, I know, at least in our Constitution, it says clearly in Article 6, it says anything in this Constitution or laws of any state to the contrary, notwithstanding, which means it has no authority or power. 
Yeah, Amer- American constitutional law is so different um, from Canada. In Canada, mm. we don't have a constitution. We do not have freedom of speech anymore. We just we don't have the right to bear arms. There are just so many things that uh, so many freedoms that you have legally that we just do not have as Canadians, unfortunately. So but as Canadians, boring. aren't you on the uh, from the Queen? Uh, yeah, you're under England, right? You're you're considered what a colony of England or a, a territory? We're, yeah, we're a com- we're Commonwealth, whatever whatever that, that, means. that means. Yeah. yeah. Well, All right. well again, listen, again, Colin, we've, we've, we've only got a couple. Is. We've only got a couple of minutes left, okay, and we only got okay. one caller. I want to make sure we All get right. to everybody. Check in, right. check into the t- check into the Checkers Court or King's Bench and use it. Okay, oh, you can, I will. Okay. Give him my contact information, and I, I have some information that might be helpful. Blessings. All right, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Okay, final caller of the night. Caller, you're on the air. Can we make sure you mute the stream, and can you tell us a name? Yep, mute the stream, mute the stream. Caller, you're on the air. Caller, Caller, mute your stream. Okay, caller, I have muted you. Because your stream wasn't muting. So if you've muted your stream, go ahead and unmute yourself. And we'll go ahead and get this final question off the ground. Um, Kat, there was something else that I wanted to ask you about the uh, the structure of the government over there. So you guys, do you have like a founding document, like a constitution like we do? Or do you, I would imagine maybe you call it something else? Yeah, we do. Uh, I used to know the name of it. I don't off the top of my head right Is now, it a of course. Charter or um, something? Charter. Yeah, the Charter of Rights and Freedoms in Canada. That's yeah, what it's called. And some things have been altered over the years. I believe we used to have uh, basically freedom of speech, and that was altered legally, I believe, in the 80s. So we haven't mm-hmm. had that in a long time. There's hate speech in Canada. If you have hate speech laws, you don't have free speech, right? Mm-hmm. 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 So what do they count as hate speech? If you misgender somebody, is that considered hate speech as well? Yeah, that was a big thing that um, Jordan Peterson was standing against years ago when they were changing that laws that potentially, yeah, you could go to jail for misgendering someone if they decided that that was hate speech towards them. Um, right. and it, yeah. Yeah, if you said ma'am instead of sir or vice versa intentionally, yeah, it's it's pretty terrifying. How do they even prove intent, though? I mean, it just seems so ridiculous. You know, I mean, obviously, that guy in GameStop, you know, it's ma'am. <laughs> That's all I can think yeah, of. I, I think that's about. what I always think of. And I don't know if anyone has actually been charged yet for misgendering anyone. Um, but there's potential for that. That That's in the law. Yeah. Yeah, I could. Scary stuff. I mean, even I, I don't know how far that's going to go, but I do think anything with hate speech laws are a slippery slope. I think that they're subjective because who gets to decide what is hate speech? And yes. that's going to be an ever changing, moving object, right? The Overton yes, win- window will continue to shift. Not good. Not good. Okay. And one final question I did have for you. Uh, recently, there's been a lot of uh, news that's been going around about um, Canada's policy on euthanasia. Um, what can you tell us about that? How, how does the general public r- receive that? I mean, it seems barbaric to me. Thank you for bringing that up, actually. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty terrifying because I, I – I understand that it's called MAID. I, I don't remember. It's something assistance in dying. Uh, 
I can understand why if you have a terminal illness, you have cancer, you're suffering and you want the right to decide to pass away sooner. Okay, that's one thing. The the problem that's so controversial now is that they're basically including poverty in that, in that if you are are poor, you can now apply for the government to kill you. That's insane. uh, You know, I mean, and Canada has always, I mean, as like a social welfare state, I mean, they've always kind of bragged about the way that they treat their citizens. You know, it's like Canadians take care of each other. We'll even we'll even put a needle in your arm if that's what you really want. But I mean, uh, that, that that's totally insane that they would be willing to do that. I mean, that's like uh, akin to like pushing grandma and grandpa out onto an iceberg and pushing it out into the Atlantic. Well, and they're also adding in mental health issues as a, I think it's a next year by next year. If you have severe depression and anxiety, you can apply just to be suicided. And I've heard of these things even being encouraged uh, for people with severe disabilities mm. to, to go just apply for MAID, just end it. Just, I guess, yeah. I, I can see I, the I public yeah. service announcements now, you know. Are you suffering from quadriplegia? <laughs> Have you considered it assisted a, suicide? It reminds me of, like, Futurama with the suicide booths in the future. Like, that's where yes. we're headed. You just go in and, yeah, make the phone call and you get in, yeah, just a jab. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I saw a, a couple of pictures of, of like a, a futuristic suicide pod that uh, that they would put people in. I don't know if that was just like a, a concept or something like that. But I mean, it's very dystopian. Um, I, and I read another article about uh, a young person, I think someone in their early 20s who had cancer, but had a 65 percent chance of survival. Like they just decided they just didn't want to bother going through the treatment. I mean, I, I, to your point earlier, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, if you are at the end of your life and you, you want to overdose on painkillers or something like that, or however it would be to make it comfortable and just, you know, end your suffering, I'm totally behind it, 100%. But for people who have a chance to survive, like a significant chance to decide, or excuse me, to survive, uh, that just, that's a bridge too far for me. Uh, it's like kind of like dark humor, but you know, anytime you bring up suicide on any social media platform, you usually get a flag that's like, here, call this yeah. number if you're having, you know, thoughts of this. But now is it just going to pop up and like, oh, are you thinking about suicide? Here, you can apply for it here with the Canadian government. That's right. Just <laughs> call the Canadian years. government if you're thinking about suicide. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, Last thank you over here on the Foxhole. Deja Vu Q says, always a great show, Zach. Well, thank you very much. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I know I certainly enjoyed our conversation as well, Kat. Uh, Please tell everybody where they can find you. And then at the end of the show, I always like to ask my guest what you would really like the audience to take away from our conversation. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. You can find me on Rumble. You just search the Truth Factory or you can go to truthcat.com. It's a new website I just made and it has all the links and videos and information there. And uh, yeah, I guess what I would like people to know, I, I would say watch my videos and you'll <laughs> you'll learn from there. But I would say keep your eyes out in the future for the digital IDs, the digital currency, the expiring currency. I totally predict that is is going to be the next push. I know I maybe sound like a conspiracy theorist here, but I think I meant in in, a, in the right place to to say those things. Uh, I think that's going to be happening. I think that's really scary. Don't eat the bugs. 
<laughs> don't eat sea bugs. Yeah, uh, I think I think you're right. I mean, I don't think you're a conspiracy theorist. I think that uh, on so many of these subjects, we've been proven to just be ahead of our time. I mean, these are spoiler alerts. Uh, if they're planning on doing something in Canada, guys, uh, I've often said that's only a matter of time before they bring it there south of their border and try to implement it for us. Uh, we have a lot of work to do, but I don't think that this is an insurmountable task. I don't think that our future is set or that we're going to be living necessarily in a dystopian hellscape. But I think the only way that we can overcome it is if uh, each and every one of us takes an active role in ensuring that our future is not what they're trying to push on us. So just want to say thank you very much once again to Kat. Uh, real quick over here, CKLR Canadian viewer says, Zach, a kid got arrested for saying trans should use the designated bathroom in Catholic school. I read about that. Trans didn't want to wait, so wanted access to the girls' room. Oh, Canada. There was another famous case about a Canadian transgender person that I remember reading about not that long. It was, was it where the they per- wanted to get they was it where they wanted to go for a bikini wax or they wanted a Brazilian yes, wax and the esthetician yes. said no and then they, they filed a human rights complaint. Yes, I had heard about that. What happened with that? Do we know if that's been dispensed with? Ah, oh, I don't remember the follow up. I want to say that it was dismissed, but okay. I, I, I believe that I believe that as a service worker, you can always say no to anyone if you're uncomfortable. But you have the right to refuse service. Well, good for them. <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah, I haven't seen that person pop up in a long time. All right. Well, everybody at home, thank you for hanging out with us tomorrow night. I'll be back at 9 p.m. With my guest, who is, let me just say, Dr. Jason Dean. Dr. Jason Dean is going to be joining us. So be here at 9. If you have not yet, please hit the like button on your way out. If you haven't yet, please consider sharing the show. I would really, really appreciate it. Thank you to everyone at home, and thank you once more to Kat. Until tomorrow, good luck, and God bless. We'll see you then.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.